morning I heard Bill Johnson talk about a testimony. And he was talking about when his father died. It was a very traumatic, very quick um, thing that happened. Of course, they were believing for healing, and it didn't happen. He passed away. And he said in that moment, he had a lot of confusion, a lot of um, fear, a lot of anger. And he said in that moment, he noticed he had something special to give. That in that moment, he had something that he was able to collect and to offer up as a sacrifice. That's not something that you're going to be able to do in, in heaven. There's not going to be fear and pain in heaven. But in our circumstances in life right now, that may be overwhelming, that may be not what we want to see, may cause us to be angry and be frustrated with God, that you collect those things. And it's something beautiful. It's something that smells different. It smells a whole lot different than just mindlessly worshiping because we know that he's worthy. But to engage our mind, our soul, and to know that even though these things have happened, still yet I will praise him. And to offer that up to him is something that's special. So I just want you to think about those things for a moment. Because pushing them to the back of your mind is not helpful. Because when you leave here, you'll think about them again. So to collect those things to the forefront of your mind. And to offer them in worship. That's a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice for me to give somebody $100 if I have a million. That's not a sacrifice. That's generous. That's nice. It's a cute little thing to do, but that's not a sacrifice. So to talk about having a sacrifice of praise, to bring a sacrifice of praise, that our lives are supposed to be that of a sacrifice of praise. Think of it in that way. It might hurt, but it's going to feel a whole lot better afterwards, and it's a whole... It's, it's for the Lord. It's something that nobody else can give Him. That's your expression of worship this morning. that and say there was a shift I hope you felt it but in that song there was a shift and the Lord is saying and Rodney came up he said he's running sound for he said I had to leave my post because the Lord said that there's an atmosphere that you can enter in there it's set the atmosphere is set for you to be able to receive but you got to be willing to let go of some things because he won't force it but it's here there was a shift, and I want to tell you, if you're looking for that place to meet with him, it's here. I'm not talking about where I'm standing. I'm talking about in this place right here, right now. So I'm not going to bore you with much talking, but I am going to encourage you to say that there's a shift. The presence of the Lord is here in Luke chapter In Luke stood up and he said the presence of the Lord is upon me to heal the broken heart, to set at liberty those that are captive and I want you to know he's here ah. 
You know, um, when, we, when we we're doing the first song in our praises of worship, and um, we got a little lively and stuff, that's awesome. But you know, God gave me a vision of a football field to begin with. And what, what is our goal? He is our goal. And we're running down the field, and we're running for that field goal, and we're running for that touchdown. Then he gave me another analogy of being at a softball field or a baseball field. When we're running, you got a player, you got your bases loaded, and you got a player that's batting, and he hits it out, and you, you're cheering your home run on. That's what God wants us to do to him. You know, I come in here today, I've had a rough couple of weeks, but praise God, I'm here, and all I want to do is praise him. I encourage you, church, praise him. Worship is so important. Breakthrough was here this morning, so reach for it. Reach what he's given us today. So um, just to tag along with what Tina said, you know, and also what Ty shared earlier, there was a shift when we started to shout earlier. And, uh, you know, it's like I felt like I was saying, you know, just the walls of Jericho, you know, when they shouted, the walls came down. And so many times in our life, we walk around and the walls are still there. I think the army walked around six times, and on that seventh they shouted. I think there's something to that. You know, and so many times in our life, we keep comfortable with the walls. We're used to the walls. That's, that could be our comfort zone sometimes. Even if we don't like it, that's where we are. We're comfortable with the mess. We're comfortable with the walls we built up in our lives, this and stuff in our lives. Um, the Bible also says that, you know, that we should shout for joy. You know, um, I don't know where the worship team is going now. Um, you know, this is not my element right here. And, you know, I just, well, I've been teaching the youth. You know, there's no, there's, there is no fear in love. You know, perfect love drives out all fear. Perfect love drives out all fear. And I, I was, there was a little fear of me coming up here this morning, but, I really, really feel like it's the Lord. Um, you guys know this, I know I'm right here. So uh, I just want to encourage you guys just to, to let us shout out this morning. Um, I want to encourage our worship team to just take us to a place and uh, just to see the walls come down in here, just to see the walls come down in your life and just to see the joy in your face and in your heart that, you know, Jesus Christ desires for us. so awesome. I love the presence of the Lord. <laughs> you can't orchestrate this. You just got to follow him. And uh, in worship, Nathan texts me and he said, here's what he said. This is about the time that uh, I came up talking about a shift. He said, 
I got a vision and word for the Lord. As you shout to the Lord, you're proclaiming freedom over yourself and giving the Father praise. Listen, he didn't send this. To, Stephen don't have his phone anyway. Just as the horns blared in Jericho, the wall fell down. So will all walls that hold you back from freedom to worship and praise will come crashing down so you can joyfully praise and exalt our glorious king. So good. <laughs> so good. Listen, as we were worshiping, this week I've been studying, I'm looking at Acts chapter 2 again and studying, and it said that it was at, as the sound of a wind, a mighty rushing wind, and as a fire, tongues of fire sat on each other. And I was looking at that fire, and the Lord took me to Leviticus chapter 9. Y'all, everybody gets excited about Leviticus, right? Stay connected with me. Leviticus, it's Moses, and he tells Aaron, he said, here's what you got to do for the tabernacle, to get ready for the tabernacle, and he starts talking about the sin offering and the burnt offering, and what's so beautiful about that, the sin offering, they would bring a lamb, and they would lay their hands on the lamb, and the sin, their sins would be transferred into the lamb in the sight of God, then the lamb was killed, and their sin, the blood from the lamb was covering their sins, we don't have a covering anymore, ours were washed away in the lamb of God, but the burnt offering was opposite. The burnt offering, you brought a lamb, and when you put your hands on the lamb, the, the, the spotlessness of the lamb was transferred to you. So the sin says, I put my hand, and the sin goes from me to the animal, and the animal pays the price. The other one for, was the animal's purity. It was a spotless lamb. It was brought, and its innocence and its purity was transferred to you. And it, they burnt that one, and it was like a sweet-smelling savor before the Lord. Well, I was studying that, and I was reading it in Leviticus 9. I know we probably all got this one memorized. <laughs> Verse 22 says, And Aaron lifted his hand toward the people, blessed them, and came down from the offering, the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting and came out and blessed the people. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people, and fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. See, I wish I was good enough to orchestrate all this and tell Mel, sing something about shouting. I didn't. I was clueless to what we were singing. But the Lord had me studying about the shout. He had me studying about the fire coming down on the altar. Here's the deal, guys. The fire has fallen. What we have the opportunity to do is prepare an altar. Our hearts that we present to him and say, here's my life, God. Let that fire that fell as on the day of Pentecost consume me again. We have the altar to offer. Does that make sense to anybody other than me? And you're the only one that can offer that altar. So as Stephen said, as Nathan said, as Tina said, there's an atmosphere here of His presence. And I invite you, don't let it pass by. You know, I'll say this, I'm sorry. 
I say this, Jesus, it said when he was walking on the water, it was as he would pass them by. But what did they do? They cried out. They shouted out. Jesus made as though he would pass them by. It didn't say he was going to. He said he made as though he would. I'm not saying we got to beg. We don't have to sing, Jesus, don't pass me by. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, are you willing to shout out and say, Jesus, I want you more than anything?
got a testimony. Amen. I wanted to come and talk to Pastor earlier, 
But when we were singing earlier, it was past the shout song. And what I saw was like Zephaniah 317 and Psalm 150 coming together. It was like where the Lord says in Zephaniah 317 that he rejoices over us with singing, which in turn is melodies. And I thought of song notes. Yeah. And then as we sing to him, you know, the you know song, praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Yeah, bless, all yeah, that. all that. So I was thinking, as we sing to him, he's singing to us. And it's like his melodies come down like song notes that surround us like a whirlwind. Come on. And as we sing, ours come out and go the opposite direction of his. They meet with his. And it's like a whirlwind of song notes and melodies. And when the song goes forth to meet his song that comes down to us, it's like once the song's over, we're transformed. It's, I, I know it sounds like something out of a movie or something, but it's almost like the whirlwind. And then once it's over, it's like the whole atmosphere changes. That's the way it is. There's a shift in us. Yeah. And and at the same time, we're making declarations. Yeah. When we're singing, they're not just notes. They're declarations yeah. that we're making over ourselves. Yeah. So I just want you to picture that, that God's notes come down and surround us and surround us. And when they come out of our mouth, they meet with his and go the opposite direction. So you have all these melodies that yeah. in the midst of it were changed. Amen. 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 Somebody else. Caitlin. Amen. I already said, hey, Lord, I felt like I was supposed to share, and I said he'll ask for testimonies, and I saw you hold the mic, and I was like, oh, no. But um, so I guess I'll just start by saying, a couple years ago, I started walking through something that um, was just really hard. And I felt so alone. And then just kind of become recluse. And um, just shut down. You know, I still came to church. And I still was, um, you know, seeking the Lord and praying and stuff. But I just felt so alone that I just kind of just shut down. And, um... Recently, I just, I've been crying out to the Lord for more. I just want to be back in that place where I was. And uh, this morning was hard. It was really hard. Like, um, just even to get here was really, really hard. And so I had just taken L.A. and L. And um, I knew when I got here that I was supposed to be here. I could just feel it. And I took L.A. and L. And when I came back in, the atmosphere had completely shifted. It shifted <laughs> while I was out. <laughs> And so then when that song was playing, he split the sea so I could walk right through it. I don't know, just, it's like everything is completely lifted off of me. Come on. And I just felt just a release, like it just rolled right off of me. Come on. And so I just want to say thank you to everybody for being obedient. And um, if you're going through something hard and something dark, just keep treading the water like I did. Because you'll make it. You'll stay afloat and you'll make it. Amen. Come on. <laughs> I want to share a, a 
a blessing that I received. A month ago, the company I worked for was sold, and I lost my job. And I thought that I was, you know, I didn't have a lot of opportunities out there. But I kept praying, and had a lot of people, good people praying for me. Um, I figured that, you know, I would be able to make it to the end of the month, and uh, then I would have to start packing and try to find some place to move to, some place to live. Uh, I sent out more than 100 applications and uh, resumes, and didn't have a lot of luck, a lot of bites on it, but uh, Friday I was given a job. Come on. Tomorrow, I start tomorrow. Amen. Come on. The Lord helped me to Come see on. that I have to be patient. I have to wait on Him. Amen. And everything is in His time. But He Come knows. On. He knows everyone's situation. Come he on. knows everyone's needs, and He knows our hearts. And just keep praying and pray for others and help others whenever Come you on. get an opportunity. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Earlier, um, last week, I asked Todd if I could, because while we were worshiping last week, I was laying down, and God said, I want you to speak, and I didn't really want to do it that week, so <laughs> I, after, after uh, church and everything, I asked Todd if I could do it this week, and the whole time while we're worshiping, thoughts were going through my head like, like um, you need to say it this way, you need to say it this way, and I, would, I kept having to tell myself, no, he's telling this story, I'm not telling this story, Come on. he needs to say it, not me, because he'll do way better than I will, <laughs> he'll always do way better than I will, because He's so, he's so amazing. You can't grasp how amazing he is. He's so perfect. And he loves you just because he can love you. There's no, there's no reason, well, there kind of is a reason, but there's not much of a reason for him to love you. He just loves you because he can love you. In the Bible, it says, it says all the time that you don't have to love him back. He'll always love you. But really, it's, it's a whole lot more fun for you to love him back <laughs> and get love at the same time. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun. It's just amazing. Yeah. God, is, God is so amazing. Yeah. And he loves you so much. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't have to do anything. Come on. For his love. But when we cooperate with it, Come on. First, I just want to apologize to everybody if I scared you. <laughs> no, man. But it was all from him. <laughs> it was all from him. And you can sit there and be afraid of what people's going to think of you. Come on. Or you can just reach your hand out and he'll do the work for you. Amen. And I praise God for it. Amen. Amen. This morning, I'm not shutting it down. I just want to know, this morning, or this week as I've been praying, I was looking last Sunday, you know, we celebrate Pentecost. And um, as I was looking at it this week and just preparing my heart, saying, all right, 
what now? What happened after Pentecost? And the Lord said, exactly, what now? You know, here's what's so amazing. And let me, let me lay the foundation. When Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost to preach, he quoted Joel chapter 2 and said, this is what Joel prophesied, that your sons and your daughters will, uh, that that Joel talked about, Joel chapter 2, your sons and your daughters uh, will, will you hold on. Yeah, 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 Acts 2, 4. He said, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Peter uh, stood up and said, It shall come to pass in those days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. On my maid servants, men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in, the, in those days and I will prophesy. I will show, sign, show wonders in heaven above and signs in earth beneath, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. And the, he goes on. And what's so amazing about this is Paul, I mean, Peter's reference to Joel chapter 2 looked nothing like what happened in the upper room. Are you with me? I probably lost you. So let me say it this way. Peter stood up and says, I want to give reference to this from the scriptures of what's going on here. It's what Joel prophesied about in Joel chapter 2. But what had happened is they were in a room. The door was closed. They were praying. They were in one accord. The spirit came as a wind and looked like tongues of fire on their head. Was any of that in Joel 2? None of that was in Joel 2. But he stood up and said, this is what's going on. So what are you saying? Here's what I'm convinced of. We can pray and pray and pray for fire on the altar. And then when it comes, it doesn't look like what we're expecting it to look like, even from the scriptures. And we go, well, this might not be God. And we miss what God's doing. It might be a shout behind you or in front of you that you go, what in the world is going on? It might be somebody dancing a jig up here. It might be someone laughing. Here's what I'm saying. We at the river won't intentionally miss what he's doing. That we're going to be sensitive to say, God, it may look different. It may make me uncomfortable. You know, I'm pretty sure those in the upper room were uncomfortable. They had been praying. They were together. They were in unity, in one accord. Come on, somebody. That means that there were those that were putting others' uh, wills and hearts and desires above theirs to be there. Someone probably gave up their seat to a sister who was there. And they were in one accord. They were in unity. And they were praying. He didn't say, you go wait in Jerusalem, and in 50 days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. That's not what he said. He said, you go wait. He didn't even say what it was going to look like. Come on, somebody, help me. I'm, he didn't say what it was going to look like. He said, but he's coming. Isn't it amazing that when they built the tabernacle, he said, you build an altar, get the sacrifice ready, I'll send the fire. Then Nadab and Abihu tried to offer strange fire, and they got fired. They got consumed. But then Solomon, he dedicates his temple. Guess what God does again? Second, Second Chronicles chapter 7. The same thing, Solomon builds a temple. First was a tabernacle, a temporary a uh, movable dwelling place. The temple was a, a, a beautiful billions of dollars. House of God. What happened? Same thing. Fire from heaven came. God sent fire. And you know what they did? They kept the fire. It was the priest's responsibility to keep the fire. So that when they did the sacrifice, they would did the, do the sacrifice with the fire that God sent. Come on. David. The tabernacle of David. Acts chapter 15 
verse 16, he says, I'm going to, in the last days, I'm going to rebuild David's tabernacle. What was David's tabernacle? It was a tabernacle of worshipers surrounding the holy, of the, surrounding the Ark of the Covenant. It was different than any others. It was different from the, the tabernacle in the wilderness. It was different from Solomon's temple. It was crude. It was nothing but a tent with men worshiping under it. And the fire of the worship of, the, of those believers surrounded holiest, the holy of holies, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Then, on the day of Pentecost, when God said, no longer am I going to dwell in men's tents, I'm going to dwell in you. And they were in the upper room, and what happened? God sent fire. <laughs> That's not a coincidence, guys. He said, every tabernacle, the temple that was set up, he said, I'm sending fire. And then when he said, I'm right, I've moved the temple. What Paul say? What? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? He said, all right, every time there's a tabernacle or a temple, I'll send fire. You build it. You put the wood. We're trees. You give me the wood. I'll send the fire. <laughs> Come on. That's good. That's good. He said, I'll send the fire. You know what? We may not know what that fire looks like, but I'm telling you, by the mouth, he said, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Two or three witnesses in this place today have said there was a shit. There was a note. It was like somebody cut the air conditioning on or off, depending on how, what you like. <laughs> for me, it would have been cutting the air on. For Stephen, it would have been cutting it off. But there was a shift in the atmosphere in this place. And no one had to say, hey, there, we acknowledged it. We didn't have to do anything to instigate it. You know, i just tell you where I am. I don't want to be away because I know what the Lord has said. I know what he said he's going to do. I know the prophetic words have been, speaking, been spoken over our church about the fire of God coming. I've had, got prophetic words of saying that it would be like a fire, like the roof was literally on fire. I have testimony of friends, Mark Twenty, my, my friend from Myrtle Beach, Pastor Mark Twenty. three different times the fire department's been called over their church because people rode by and saw fire on the roof. happened at Azusa Street in uh, 19, was it 1901 was it? Was it Azusa Street? or 4 when the fire when the, the, the rebirthing the birthing of the charismatic movement if you will of the people acknowledging the presence of God that the, the fire department was called because they thought the building was on fire I would love for my guys from Station 6 to be called here when we have in church because somebody said our building's on fire. <laughs> it gave me a new opportunity to share Jesus up in that place. I'm just telling you what's the truth. I, I, and so I said that and say, I don't want to be away because I don't, you know, I, I just think of the, the disciples in the upper room, all right? And then I, if you've got a testimony, you come forward, I'll let you share. This is it today. This is the service, in case you're wondering. He, he's here. He's speaking. We're going to do communion, too. <laughs> I just remember that. Oh, awesome. But uh, what was I saying? 
Talk about communion. I just totally got lost. Fire! Yeah, I was after that. I was going somewhere else. Oh, the day of Pentecost. You know, he said, wait in Jerusalem till the promise is given. I, this is, welcome into my world for a minute, okay? I just think what may have been going through their minds, because he didn't say when he was coming, right? He said the promise is coming, his Holy Spirit. And there was anticipation, I believe, there in the room. And, and can you imagine the anticipation that's in that room if you're waiting? You know, just say that we're in the room and we've been told that uh, a very important person, I'm not going to name a person, just somebody who's very important to you, okay? Because if I throw one name out, you might go, I don't mean know it's me. So a very important a very important person was coming. I'm not, yes, Jesus, but I'm saying in the natural, someone you would love, love, love to meet. And we don't know when they're coming, but they're coming. But if you're out when he comes, you could miss it. Are you feeling what I'm saying? The anticipation that would be on the inside of you, whoever your person is, but you're sitting here. You've been sitting here for a few hours, and you go, man, I need to go to the bathroom. But what if I go, and he comes, and I miss? Ah, it ain't worth it. I'll just sit here. If I got to make a puddle, I'll make a puddle. Because I, won't, I may not have this opportunity again. And I'm not saying that's the way the Lord is, but what I'm saying is we would do that. I've seen people stand in line for hours and hours and hours to meet a personality, to meet a celebrity, whoever it is, hours and hours and hours. And just, and Jesus is saying, when you gather, I'm there. I'm there. But there are times, there's a difference in his abiding presence and his manifested presence. And I'm saying, the things that have been prophesied over this place, I don't wonder, is it happening? Is it going to happen? It's just when. When. And if it happens when I'm in the DR, send the fire to the DR. <laughs> Amen? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to pick on you a little bit, Joyce. As we were singing that that song, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I, I look at what a trophy of God's amazing grace that Joyce is. We've walked together for a lot of years and I've seen fear cripple her. Fear of so many things. And to see her now in the boldness and the confidence that she has, not in herself, but in Him. It's just the grace and the mercy of God that she's still here with us. And I don't mean taking to heaven, I mean to the DR. I've had people say, well, you know, Joyce is excited about that, but I don't know if she could really make it down there. I'm like, you just don't know Joyce. You don't know Joyce now. You may have known Joyce then, but you don't know Joyce now. And uh, I look at that and I go, man, that's the trophy of God's grace. That's a trophy. And I'm telling you, I don't know what the fear or what has held you back up until this point. But I want you to know that it can be over today.
And I'm telling you, we, as a body going forward, I'm just wanting you, I'm letting you know right now, I know we've got a lot of people out there, but I'm letting you right now so you can pass the word along, okay? Try to stay as clear, as, as close to the truth as you can. But here's the truth. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we won't stop short of the fullness of his presence in this place. And here's what I can probably guarantee. It'll be uncomfortable on different levels. And I'm okay with that because there's nothing that I want more than him here in this place. We've read about it. We've prayed about it. It's been prophesied. But I'm telling you, on the day of Pentecost, even the scripture that Peter used seemed uncharacteristic to what was going on. But he said, I recognize by the Spirit of God, this is what he talked about. Are you tracking with me when I say that? There wasn't sons and daughters in the room prophesying. There wasn't old men dreaming dreams and young men having visions in the room. What happened is the, as the wind, it was as a wind, the sound of a wind came in, tongues like fire sat on each of their heads, and they spoke in tongues. And you know what's so amazing about that? I've got all kind of points I was going to use today, but maybe next week. That, and here's when I'll, when I'll know that I know that I know that it's here. Not because how people in here are responding, but by how people out there are impacted. Because on the day of Pentecost, they didn't just shut the doors and go, oh, this is awesome. We've been waiting. We're the only ones who deserve it. Just lock us up in here so we can glory in the glory. That's not what they did. They went out. Immediately they went out. And 3,000 people, come on somebody. 3,000 people were saved that day. I would say fire fell. And lives were changed. That's not a, a, a casual encounter. That's a radical change in the way things were done. Amen? Any other testimonies before we receive communion? Come on. I love it. I'm going to try to say this right. This has been in my heart for a, a couple months. Um, I got an internet. I'm not an internet guy. I don't like social media a whole lot. Um, but... I was, a couple of months ago, I was on it and just uh, saw a bunch of negative things towards Christians, towards God, His presence. You know, the internet can be a great thing. I tell my kids at school, you can learn a lot. I said, it's the smartest generation of all time just because of, of knowledge. But it is also the most maybe oppressed generation of all time. And I uh, just saw a bunch of people criticizing God. I shared it with Abby. I was like, man, this is eating me up. What is going on with this world? This is really about over. Time's running to an end. And um, a lot of people are saying, where is God? Where is he? What, what's going on? Can you prove his existence? This is going to sound simple, and I'm a simple guy, but maybe you're going to appreciate this. Come I'm on. out on a football field working. You know, I'm out there a lot. It's burning. You can see I look like a raccoon sometimes because <laughs> I'm red here and white here. But Friday I'm out there working on the field. We got 18 waterheads on that field. And I had to turn the water on each head and had to flag each head with a little red flag. Why am I doing that? I got to aerate the land. You know what I'm talking about? Got to loosen up the soil so the grass will grow. And it ain't looking good out there, brother. We need some, we need some grass on our field. <laughs> but I'm out there, and as I, I set the flag, the water's shooting. 
and I see, and I'm not a rainbow guy, but I'm seeing these rainbows on the field at every waterhead, yeah. at every single one of them. And I'm saying, you know, what's going on here? I'm just enjoying out here riding around, working on a football field. And, and it kept, every time I set a flag, I'd look, and there's a rainbow, 18 times. Come on. There it is. And I'm thinking, what is the significance of this? This happened again before that in October. I'm out there, and I had one waterhead ain't rotating. I'm like, you got to rotate. <laughs> so I'd have to push it or kick it, and it'd rotate. But it hit a certain spot, and I'd see this huge rainbow. And I'm just sitting out there and enjoying it, and my class is actually rolling in the weight room. They're like, Coach, what are you doing? Yeah, I'll be over there in a second. <laughs> and I'm just, when it's, it'd go, and then boom, there it was. I'd just wait for it. And I, I'm looking at this, and this is happening Friday, and, and people wondering, where's God? And I'm like, there he is. Yeah, come on. There he is. I saw him 18 times on a football field. <laughs> come on. Because that don't just happen because some scientists made it happen. Come on. That's God's promise. Come on, That's bro. That's what that is. That's awesome. And I'm sitting there on this field, and I'm like, we've had some good times on that field. Some bad, mainly good. I'm like, man, his promise is all around me right here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's awesome. And people want to where God is. I'm like, I just kept seeing him. <laughs> but it didn't stop there. And I'm trying to take all this in. I'm like, man, I'm not a very intelligent guy, I guess. But this is special right here. Come on. And it only happened when the sun was at my back. And, and you all have seen this when you're washing cars or whatever. When the sun was at my back and then it was before me. And it had to happen that way. When I was on this side of the water, had the sun was facing me, I couldn't see it. The sun had to be at my back. And I'm thinking, what's the significance of this here? And again, I'm standing out there. All the kids are up there at the school. I'm out here <laughs> by myself. I'm thinking, what's the significance? Man, the sun's got my back. Yeah. The sun has my back. <laughs> and his promises are before me. Come on. That's beautiful. And I'm like, that's just not me. Yeah. That's all of us. And for the people that are criticizing, where's God? What's he doing? I'm like, if the sun's got your back, come on. If you'll just pay attention, the promisers are there. You <laughs> yeah, come on. So, um, this has been burning me for a while. I didn't know how I was going to say this, but I was hoping he was going to say it again because my heart was actually caught on. Like, get it out. <laughs> come get on. it out of you. So I'm saying that was a simple thing, but I thought, how powerful. You know, you can't deny that. I can't deny yeah. what I saw. It was there, and it kept happening over and over again. I'm like, God, there you are. You're waterhead number one, and you're waterhead number 18. <laughs> you're all over this field, and, and it's, just, it's not just me. This is everybody. If we Come embrace on. that, the yeah. promises are there. So uh, I Come had to share on. that. Thank you. I feel Come better. on. That's awesome. I just say more Jesus more. I want, I want Sundays like this. Oh, man, come on. Wow, wow, that was awesome. Come on. Jesus. Man, I love, too, the testimonies that have come today. They're not the people we normally see give a testimony. That's precious. That's another testimony of who he is and him saying, this is something new that I want to do. This is something new I want to do. Anyone else? Come on up here. You're not doing anything back here. So I just wanted to praise the Lord that for Stephen was talking about the walls coming down and things, and I've experienced a ton of disappointment 
with church and things. And so I've been at the river for a long time now. And I've kind of just been kind of like just walking through. It's like just walk, taking a walk. And when he says take a walk with me, I usually take a walk. But I was just doing that. I was just taking walks. And then we had small group. And in small group, they're fun. And they allow you to be yourself. And one day I shared some heartache with the people in my small group. And they didn't judge me. They didn't throw me away. Come on. They embraced me anyway. And it allowed so many walls come on. to come down. Because I was living in a non-trust people world where I didn't mind giving you a hug. I didn't mind smiling. You want me to pray for you? Sure, I'm going to pray. But that's it. I'm not going to give you any more of me. And then, small group. And I have been so awakened in my spirit that it is unreal to hear his voice more clearly. Come on. And then me and Mark took Friday off and we spent the day together. And I went to the Dollar General and I got this hat or whatever. And I left there and I said, oh, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell this woman something. Come on. I went back in there and I told her and all I could think of is yes I am a member of the river come on. I can go because these people have taught me to go come on everything that I have learned here has now been re- renewed and awakened come on in me because I was here if you don't belong to a small group get in a small group if come you on. struggle with walls and trusting people get in a small group and not only did that do that but I had a hard moment and I needed prayer and I'm telling you to trust somebody with your dirty is hard yeah but I trust somebody with my dirty and they love me anyway come on and I am so thankful yeah to be right here right now yeah at this time and I just wanted to pray for you Amen. So another thing this week that I've been doing is just praying, God, I want a a clear vision to communicate from our church. If someone says, what's the vision of the church? I've been praying about it for weeks. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a snippet of it. It's not refined yet. It's just last night as I was spending time with the Lord, he was just kind of speaking to my heart. And um, what she said, just the Lord just kind of nudged me and said, go ahead and share what you've got. So I want you to know the vision of the river. And this is it right here. This is the beginning of it. It's not crafted completely yet. So uh, it just disappeared on me. doing funny things to be a local expression of the family of God impacting our community and the surrounding areas with the gospel which is the good news of the love and power of the Lord Jesus Christ but it's to be a local expression 
of the family of God. Not just a body of believers, not just a local gathering. It's a family. That's my heart. It's a, it's a family because you know what? There's blood that holds a family together. Family can stick together through thick and thin. There may be things that happen that cause people to, to walk away for a while, but there's the DNA inside of me that's inside of my family that says, you know what, I won't leave them. I might not like what's going on right now, but I won't leave them. It's not an organization, it's an organism. It's a body. It's a family that functions as one. And that's who we are. That's how we're going to go forward. If that's uncomfortable to you, then you'll be uncomfortable until you get in or not. Because it's a family that loves one another. When something happens, we don't understand. We don't throw up deuces and say, I'm out. We go, you know what? I may not understand all this, but I'm family. And I'm here until he comes or we go. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Come on, Ann. Then you. Come on up, Ann. Dandy. Hold on. I just want to say that the Lord has closed a lot of doors in my life, but he has opened a whole lot. Amen. And I've had a lot of people look at me and say, how did she do it? And there's been many times that I wondered how I was going to pay my bills. But I just want you to know, no matter what you're going through, the Lord will provide. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God just repeated this phrase over and over in my mind, and the walls came tumbling down. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Came tumbling down. How about our youth? Come on. Huh? Come on. Um, I was waiting for you to ask if it was anybody else. I'm glad I'm being obedient to the Lord today. I'm just saying. (laughs) Jesus, you're beautiful. um, The Lord's been giving me a lot of scripture lately and taking me deeper into his word. Um, I may not understand it all, and that's okay because the Holy Spirit will explain it, and I feel like I'm supposed to speak this over everyone here Um, and you may know it you may not and just bear with me because it's kind of long it is the amplified version which if you know me I like words so uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear or dread the Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat upon my flesh they stumbled and fell Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Amen. Though war arise against me, even then, in this will I be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek, inquire for, and insistently require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence yeah. all the days of my life to behold and gaze upon the beauty and sweet attractiveness and the delightful loveliness of the Lord and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will hide me. In his shelter, in the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will set me upon a rock. And now 
Shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me? In his tent I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. Amen. I will sing yes. I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. my presence as your vital need. Yeah. <laughs> my heart says to you, your face, your mm. presence, Lord, I will seek, inquire for, and require of necessity and on the authority of your word. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, cast me not off. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Although my father and mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up, adopt me as his child. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in plain and even path because of my enemies who lie in wait for me. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries or false witnesses have written have risen up against me. They breathe out cruelty and violence. <clears throat> what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? And to me, this is um, probably the most <clears throat> powerful part of this, but I felt like I was supposed to read it all. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, the river will wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Amen. And I feel like um, a lot of people will receive breakthrough today and you're going to walk out feeling amazing and light and airy, but I promise you challenges will come. So just... Keep your eyes and expect him. Keep your eyes on him. Amen. 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 Huh? Um, as I was sitting there, um, dang it, I lost it for a second. Oh, yeah. As I was sitting there, I, uh, I kept, I kept thinking about stuff I had this week uh, and, and later today and stuff like that and and I get worrying about them and God said God I don't, I don't remember which scripture which uh, verse it is or whatever it is but God brought this to my mind and it was you can't by worrying you can't add a cubic to a stature you can't, you can't do anything by worrying. Worrying's just gonna make it worse for you. Yeah. Worrying's just gonna make it worse for everybody. Exactly. That's good. Don't worry. Don't dwell on the bad. Dwell on the good because the bad will go away. Uh, amen. That's good. Don't worry. Be happy. 
I know you didn't come up here. <laughs> I know you didn't come up here just to get a better look at me. This was a lot easier standing over there. <laughs> In the corner. Absolutely. Um, I shared this with Todd and Stephen a couple months ago. I, I was in church, and, man, I had, man, lived the church and come into church and put on a happy face, and everything's good, everything's great. You walk out there, and hell's sitting right out there. And I said, mm, okay. You come to Todd, or you come to whoever, and you say, hey, you know, I need you to pray for me. They pray for you. Okay, everything's good. Thank you. <laughs> you walk on out. You don't accept it. You just stay, you just stand up here and you're like, okay, yeah, I took it. And then you went on, but you don't accept it. So when you walk out there, you're still walking out in hell. So I said, well, all right. So one Sunday, I was sitting right back there where Tish is. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was trying to get right up here, but I got stopped right back over there. And um, I had a couple people pray for me. But you know what? That day I decided when they prayed for me that I wasn't going to walk out the same way I came, walk out the same way I came in. Come on. And uh, he ain't here today, but Steve Foote said, I need you to just jump up, down, shake, and do everything you can. I said, that ain't me. He said, I didn't ask you that. He said, I didn't need to do it. <laughs> and, uh, he's a little bit bigger than I am. So I said, okay, I'll take care of it. But, you know, you shake it off, and when you walk out that door, everything's light. Everything's gone. You don't have any worries. And the other thing was this. Very simple. God said, when you're trying to follow me, it's like you're driving a car. He said, when you're driving a car, you're supposed to be looking forward. Never supposed to be looking back because you don't know what you're going to run into as you're driving. Every once in a while, there's going to be a detour that's going to take you over here and work you back. But if you take that detour, it always puts you back to the road that you originally started on. Come on. So when you get back to that original road, he's still in front of you. Come on. So you set that out first, and then you can follow him. But always keep him in front of you in whatever you do. Amen. Um, oh, yeah. And this right here. Um, Tish told me this. I'd always, I'd come in here and the Lord would tell me, you need to go up and talk to people. You need to share them what I'm sharing with you. And I was like, hmm. And um, I would do that. And everybody, you know, people would say, man, you were doing right. <laughs> I'd go over here because I didn't want to get close to God. I wanted to just do what a little bit I had to do and then leave. But I can tell you this. When you basically sell out to God and say, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm here for you. It don't matter what you think of me. Well, anything, Come on. as long as I'm doing what he wants me to do. Amen. And uh, I will say this. This is totally off subject. I was sitting back there, and Katie was sitting over here. I would not want to be in a boxing ring with Katie because she <laughs> jumped for the whole time that I was sitting back there. Amen. Somebody was, Katie was fighting somebody's battle for him in the corner, and she got victory for you. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. See, on the other hand, I almost didn't speak because y'all see me. And, uh, huh. Come on. Why do you want to see me again? But anyways, my prayer has been this week because I'll say, Lord, what do you have for us? What do you want? And, guys, I believe what's happening this morning is the Lord has been saying, I want you to return to your first love. Guys, that's what's happening to all of us this morning. God is igniting each one of us because we're returning to him in the way that he created us and called us to be with Jesus. Yeah. 
So I'm so thankful because I don't believe that the people of Jericho all looked alike. I can't believe that every single one of them jumped on their left foot or one of them reached out with the right hand. I believe every single one of them was different. And in their heart, what they wanted was what God wanted at that moment in time. And it was the same thing with what Tina said. It was the same thing with what Jeff said. It's the same thing that it's our hearts are going after God with with what we know as love and loving him. And, and I just, my desire is that, you know, it doesn't take an angel to come and say to the church of Ephesus that they did, that our hearts are going after him as our first love. And I believe somebody here, there's still somebody that is struggling, but I just ask you um, to rest in the Lord, in his love for you, that you don't have to look like me. You don't have to look like anybody else that's come up here, that you're you, and we need you. We need you in this body, and I just bless you, encourage you. Amen. Great work.